my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. I met my guest at a school board meeting. Yes, a local school board meeting. You can attend those meetings. I would suggest you do that if you have kids in school or even grandkids, because school boards get a lot of pressure from sometimes outside groups that have agendas that may not be what you want for your student. Our students need to It was the three R's, I think, read, writing, and arithmetic, right? Science, financial literacy, skills that they need to have a quality of life, education that they need to know about. And now there's technology. There's only so many hours in a day. We never had to learn about technology years ago. So what topics and subjects are going to have to maybe not taken away, but there's less emphasis or time. And so just be involved. (laughs) Know who's running for the school board. Make sure your values are, are represented. Back to my guest, who is the founder and CEO of Career Connectors. She has been awarded some great awards like 40 Under 40, Women Who Move the Valley. We live in the Phoenix Valley, and that is an award that women get who are making a difference. And also, she was awarded Woman of Chandler. She has helped over 40,000 people find a job. She has started the company Thrive 139. It's a firm working with churches on staffing and hiring. And normally at this time, I would say, welcome, Jessica Pierce. Remember earlier in an episode, I said how I am keeping this podcast real. We had technical difficulties, unfortunately. (laughs) So the first part of this episode did not record correctly. Jessica was so kind to record it again. But again, there were technical difficulties. Who hasn't had that? right in your life. Somebody said, I sent you a text. You didn't get it. An email, voicemail. It can be frustrating. I can share with you about the beginning of Jessica's life. Most of this podcast will be Jessica talking (laughs) about being an entrepreneur, what led up to her being an entrepreneur in her life. Because when she grew up, she had parents that had jobs. Her dad was a police officer. Her mom worked also. When she was in fifth grade, they did get divorced. She went to live with her mom, who had several jobs, or I think it was three jobs. I shouldn't say several. And 
her parents had lived from paycheck to paychecks. That was the modeling that she had when it came to money and finances. When she had graduated high school, went on to college, she ended up with debt for her car, college loans, and then became a single mom and decided she needed to get a different kind of job that would have benefits for her. She was very ambitious and did some research. She decided she wanted to go work for a company called Intel. She found out about their benefits of paying for college education. What she did to get hired with Intel, what brought her to that job, getting that job, was she went to a staffing firm, and that is how she got the job with Intel, is applying at the staffing firm. And she was very firm with the staffing firm that she wanted to work for Intel. Growing up then, she had a good, what I would say, a hard work ethic that was instilled in her. She worked for Intel for 10 years and started at a kind of uh, position, entry-level position, climbed up the corporate ladder, as we call it, over the 10 years. She was really good at networking within Intel, within the company, and developing relationships so she could move up and have positions with more responsibility. That brings us to 2007, and you know what started happening about that time, which was right before the Great Recession of 2008. She was laid off from Intel. She did have some vacation time saved up, and Intel did give her two months of displacement, I think is what it's called. Fortunately for her, she had some time to think, what do I want to do now? (laughs) She asked herself, which we know the questions that we ask ourselves are very important. She had an idea after a while of what she wanted to do. When she did sever with Intel, they had their employees sign a statement that they would not start a business that technically could compete with Intel or what they learned there that they would take away, they would not start a business. She signed that, and to her credit, she kept her word. It's important to be ethical in what you do, to be trustworthy and honest for yourself, for one, and for others also The most successful people have learned that it's not worth doing something that's risky where you could face a lawsuit or something that could really hinder what you're doing. And this is where we're going to now hear from Jessica. So uh, then I launched my business and I just wanted to say that my first small business is not what it is today. So I think, you know, the evolution of small business 
um, which is one of the great things. It can be flexible and you can change when needed. And so my very first small business was a staffing firm, which basically took a lot of what I had learned in corporate America and transitioned it over to um, a small business. And so I was staffing for small companies um, and doing some HR consulting type of work. And, um, you know, I got a lot of excitement and energy. And um, what I actually learned uh, is there's a whole life outside of Intel. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's a good observation. (laughs) Look around. I think so often when you're in corporate America, you get fully invested in that company and you don't realize what is going on outside of that organization. And it lit me on fire when I realized the type of people that I was getting to meet, the type of things I was getting to do, the business I was learning. And so it was so exciting to learn a full, something completely different outside of the blue, big blue walls. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's enlightening. That's that should be enlightening for a lot of you could probably write a book just on that. That's true. I've never worked in corporate America, not only as a Kelly girl, right? That doesn't really mm-hmm. count. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as a, I've always been entrepreneurial, so yeah. I would not have that kind of experience. Wow, great. That's yeah. that's really a great thing to share. That's wonderful. <laughs> And it it that entrepreneur that's when the entrepreneurial spirit grabbed me, mm. <laughs> and that's when I was like, "Wow, this is something I love." Now it's not easy; um, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's definitely the most worthwhile thing ever. Wow. And so, for a couple years, I was able to run that staffing firm and um, learn small business and um, just really work hard on that business. And then the recession of 2008 and nine hit us. Oh yeah. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. And so a small business, um, and in a staffing firm hiring people, um, literally May of 2009, the bank stopped lending and all of my clients either went out of business Mm. or pulled back to skeleton crews. And it was really hard time because um, I closed this business that mm. I had just invested my life into. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. And at the same time, my husband had been laid off. He's a recorder, recruiter as well. He does recruiting. He had been laid off um, a couple times from a couple different companies over a six month period of time. So we were just devastated. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, truly. I mean, I remember mm. May of 2009 sitting at our kitchen table and just like, what is going on? We don't have jobs. How can that even be a thing? Um, you know, at that time we had an infant, a two-year-old and a 10-year-old. And we kind of had paid for this big, huge house because it was the right thing to do, or we thought it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, we, we laugh now. We say we were like living the dream. (laughs) We had had, you know, gone extremely far in debt. Um, and it was, it was really a tough time to try and figure out what was next. And there just weren't a lot of jobs out there at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there weren't. No. And so I remember um, interviewing with some large organizations and I had a really good friend say to me, is that really what you're called to do is to go back into that corporate job? Oh, And I was like, wow, no, it's not, but I'm scared. Yeah. 
And um, she's like, God has called you to do something more. Wow. And I'm so thankful. I'll never forget that conversation. I'll always be grateful to her for calling yes. me out on that. And, um, and so um, a couple of days later, I wake up and I said to my husband, I said, you know, people are really hurting right now and they need some help with finding a job. At least I know how to write a resume. Mm -hmm. I know how to interview and I can help some people do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what really started changing things around. I um, went to my local church and said, Hey, can I have a room in the back of your church once a week to help people write resumes? Great idea. And they're like, yeah. And so we started, I started inviting people. We were getting 25 people or so each week. And then, um, I, one morning, um, the church calls me and says, there's a line around our church and it's for you. (laughs) I'm like, wow. Wow. And they said, there's a line and there's a TV station here. And (laughs) I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And, uh, the word had gotten out that we were providing these events for people Hmm. and we had started to invite companies to come. And so, um, a company was there speaking, going to speak that day. And, um, I show up and sure enough, we ended up having 250 people show up that day. Wow. So we go from 25 (laughs) people to 250 people in one day. One day. Yeah. One day. I call that a suddenly like, God does those things. Like all there's this suddenly and there you are. (laughs) That was it. And then to top it off, the guy in front that's speaking is hiring 3,000 people. And he says oh. to my the whole room, I can hire all of you today. Oh, and I Jessica. almost fainted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And so, mind you, all of this is volunteer. I'm not, we're not making any money off of this. So I'm, wow. even though, you know, this I'm volunteering, but at the same time, I'm trying to get another small business up and running. Mm-hmm. And so... My other small business just so happened to have a friend that said, hey, I work for this church and they need some help hiring. And I'm like, hey, I I would love to do that. So I go over and talk to them. And that day, and this was just a couple months later, that's how I launched my other small business. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's like another suddenly. (laughs) It was another suddenly. They had like 20 positions they had to hire for and didn't know how to do it. Wow. So that's how that business launched as well. Right. And that's kind of, again, through networking, relationships, Yo, people that sure. you knew, right? It wasn't yes. even your idea, really. It no. just <laughs> evolved, which yeah. is a lot of what happened and mm-hmm. what does happen to us. So yeah. what you did after you went bust in the great yeah. recession, recession of 2008, we call it, Mm-hmm. You listen to a friend because our friends can help us navigate when we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's good to ask friends, well, what do you think I'm good at? Or if mm-hmm. they have some advice, listen. Sometimes it hurts. Like like yeah. you said, you were scared. But she said, is this what you are called to do? And mm-hmm. And you thought about that, which I love that. Then... You took what you knew before, and I always say to my friend listening, what's in your hand? What do you already know that Mm -hmm. you can use? And then you asked for help. You went to your church. You asked for help. Their answer was yes, because Mm -hmm. we have to ask for help. And then the volunteering. I've told, I've, um, in my book and 
that is going to be launching soon, I do mention that. And I think I have in one of my episodes of volunteer, get out there and volunteer for organizations while you're trying to figure out what you're going to do or you don't have a job. Just get out with people, volunteer. And look what happened through your volunteering. Totally. Volunteering is, I mean, of course it's giving of your time and resources, but it's also networking. It's another version of networking, right? It's just building relationships and you're building relationships about something that you all care about. And so when you get to know people in times of doing things that you care about, you naturally have a connection to them. Yes. Yeah. And so it's so important to understand that. And, um, you know, we continued to just um, run these events and kind of grow this business. And it, it took us a while to turn it to where we had some finances coming in and I could hire staff. Mm-hmm. But for five years, it was all volunteer. Wow. Um, but we kept on it because people's lives were being affected and changing and people were getting jobs. And we saw a need. I think mm-hmm. that's something else. So many people try to launch a business or do something, mm-hmm. but they don't meet a need. Right. There's not a need for that business at that time. I mean, the need for some, some businesses right now are completely different than they were three months ago. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's so, uh, this is right now it's in our faith. It's like, what can you do that there's a huge need in our community? Um, and you can fill that need. Uh, then your business, you're going to be able to figure out a good business to go with that. Something you care about. I mean, that's like the perfect connection, right? Like yes. something you care about and then there's a need for for something. In the, and what is that cross point um, for you to be able to do something um, well, whether it's a small business or something else, but what you know, what's that need you can fill? And that's what entrepreneurs do. There's mm-hmm. a need, there's a demand, and you fill it. We're we yeah. are problem solvers. Even if oh, you've al- always yeah. worked for somebody else all your life, find a need, just like your Jessica's talking about, and fill that need. And if you can, and then when it gets to the point, you charge them. <laughs> for yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it start, you can start to do that. Exactly. Um, you know, and I just think about when we, in 2009, we were in the, we were in the pit. I mean, it was the oh, pit wow. for us. We you know, we lost our house. We had to short sell our home. We moved into a rental. The rental went into foreclosure because the people weren't paying oh, the mortgage. No. So, you know, we, we got out of that rental. I had to find a new house in 10 days over Christmas. It was a disaster. It was wow. horrible. But, you know, God provided every step of the way. And um, we were able to get to a place where we felt safe. And, you know, little blessings started coming down. And I really think that's because, you know, you just said it earlier, if you work really hard, if you're ethical, if you do the right things, it, things will start to happen. Um, but you have to find those opportunities and take hold of them. And I feel like that's what we tried to do really well. Um, and really, we worked very hard to make that happen. And I worked very hard to make these two businesses get off the ground. Yes. And like you said, the hard work, also looking for opportunities. Yeah. I remind myself and try to remind myself every day, today there are new opportunities and Mm -hmm. I'm going to find the new opportunities. Oftentimes through 
seasons, and I just call them seasons of like the Great Depression or the Great Recession, or now what we're going through with COVID-19, we think, oh, there's nothing happening because look how many people are being laid off. Yet, believe it or not, there's people, that's when they start making money Uh and income because they meet a need. There's new needs. Just the needs just change. The demands change. And we just have to think differently about it. Yeah, I've been calling this time period, you know, we had the Great Recession. I feel like this is the Great Reset. Mm. Like, you know, really prioritizing what's important in our lives. Um, We, the nonprofit that I run now, Career Connectors, we've helped over 40,000 people get jobs in the last 11 years. And that has been great, but it started to feel kind of stagnant. And we were doing the same thing and um, we were still serving a lot of people, but I just felt like we were stagnant. Well, then this comes COVID-19 and we have to completely change our business model. Everything goes online and now we're serving more people than we ever have before. Mm. And it's been so in, in new companies and new needs. It's been so interesting to see the shift and there has been a huge need on, you know, unemployment and what's happening and the um, it's called PUA pandemic unemployment assistance. Like people don't understand any of that because they've never had to go through this before. Yeah, wow. And so we've been providing tons of information around that and getting that out to our community and, you know, doing a lot of things to try to help people. So it's like, how can you pivot and serve the need that's there right now? You have yes. to be flexible. As an entrepreneur, you have to be flexible and serve the need that's there right now. And that is such a good point. I'm going to borrow your, this is the great reset. I'll just say mm-hmm. by Jessica Lippert, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't have to take credit for things. I believe give credit where credit is due, yes. folks. <laughs> right? It doesn't yes. matter who came up with it. Right. But yes, this is a time to readjust. And as it is, in my opinion, things have kind of been intense for the last few years with technology mm-hmm. changing so fast and information and jobs becoming obsolete and new jobs coming about. And so I appreciate your what you're sharing here with our friend listening. Absolutely. I just, one other thing I want to mention is, you know, as we were going through our recession and trying to come out of it, we committed to never, ever putting our family in that place again. Mm. And so even though we had to take some risk on business and, um, you know, volunteering 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week to get this ministry, this um, nonprofit off the ground, we were just really committed to never, ever doing overextending ourselves again. And so there everyone has to be able to figure out a way to financially secure themselves. And that for us at times, that meant just saving a couple bucks a week because we were just destitute for a while, but we, our kid, we laugh now, you know, we lost our house. We lost, you know, we sold a car. We, our kids were afraid they were next, right? Because we were cleaning <laughs> everything else. <laughs> it's like, what could we do to never put ourselves in that place again? And so a couple years later, when we decided to purchase a house again, we had to be ready. And we had to be in, within our means and under our means, actually. And so we've continued to try to live that way um, so that this time in the Great Reset, that 
if we don't, if we're getting hammered again financially, then we're ready for it. Um, and so I encourage everybody to, you know, work really hard to have that set up. Yes. And how wonderful to communicate with your kids, to make commitment to yourself and your family life. Our families are so important. That's why we yeah. are working so hard is to take care of our families. That's right. And to financially plan ahead. Every time we say to our kids, all right, guys, it's time to lock it down. They know what that means. They know we've been spending a little too much <laughs> and we've got to stop, you know, vacations are on hold for a little while. <laughs> you know, Going out to eat is on hold for a little while. They know what it means when we say lock it down and they know what it means to give, save, and then spend. They have their own saving, their own accounts to be able to do that um, because it's so important to train them up when they're young yep. so that when they're older, they can do what they have been called to do in this life and not feel the restrictions of finances on that. Good for you. So it isn't out of balance. Save, save, save mm -hmm. or spend, spend, spend. <laughs> it is save some, give some, spend some. Totally. Exactly. Perfect. Good. Your kids are in good hands. I'll tell you oh, what. Thanks. They're learning by your example <laughs> because that's why I bring up, well, how were you raised? What did yeah. you hear growing up around money? Did you hear uh, a parent say, what do you think I am? Made of money? If you ask for yeah. money or things that were negative or was there positive positivity around you know growing up? My mom and dad were never negative around money. Um, you know, they did say the things like, you know, what do you think? Go pick from the money tree, you know, things like that and kind of joking. But um, I, I remember something that will always stick with me is um, you have what you need. So I never understood hmm. what that meant. Like I, hmm. I did. I had a great life. I, I have a great family, a great life. Um, but I never understood when my mom said, Oh, you always have what you need. I didn't understand that spending $300 what uh, in clothes for school, like what that did, how that happened, um, what how she had to work for that money, you know, putting it on credit card and what the interest meant. I didn't understand any of that. And so with our kids, one of the things we've tried to do is we actually give them an allowance and we make them save on it. We make them um, give on it and then they get to spend. They get a budget for spending for clothes because I want them to understand the value of a dollar as they're being, as they're growing up. So they're going to have everything they need, but if they have outside of, you know, food and home place to live, anything else that gets spent, they're budgeting that money because they need to understand what that means. Great example for your kids. Thank you for sharing that. I think that it's, a, <laughs> it's really so simple, but to teach them, how does it feel Mm -hmm. to save because it feels good to save. It feels good to give and it feels good to spend all, oh, as long yes. as it's all in balance. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's wonderful. And hopefully that will be taught in schools a little more. You and mm -hmm. I have a passion for what's being taught in schools yes. right now, what shouldn't be taught in schools and what, what should be, yeah. which for me, it's financial literacy. That mm -hmm. should be all through every grade without, it doesn't even have to be yeah. a special class. You can put it in math and all kinds of put it into right. a subject as a as a way of life. All right. Yeah. Well, what would you like to share here as we as we finish up for our friend listening? Well, I just want to encourage anybody looking at um maybe possibly doing something different in their life, uh, which many people are right now. 
um, this is the time. We're in a pandemic right now that has given us a moment to literally stay at home and think about what we're doing. Many of us have had to stay at home 100%. Um, Some people still have to go into work, but really think through, what do I want to do coming out of this? And is it time to, you know, many people will want to be where they're at currently, and that's great. But is it a time for change? Do I need to launch a new business? Do I need to volunteer differently? Um, Do I need to learn better finances? Uh, What is it that coming out of this, what should look different in our lives coming out of this? And I, I just encourage everybody to really think about that. Of course, if you are looking for a new job, we would love to help you. Careerconnectors.org is our website. Okay. We are serving people across the nation right now. Nice. It's all virtual. Every Wednesday morning, 9am, it does not cost anything. And we have keynote speakers, hiring companies, we have coaches that you can meet with one-on-one. So um, there are resources out there for people, regardless of where they want to go in their career. And we would love to serve that anyone that is interested in um, getting some help there. That is terrific. Thank you for sharing that. That is wise counsel. It's worth <laughs> rewind, my friend that's listening, if you want to rewind and hear what she just said in the end, because this is a great season to reset and going to call it now the, the great reset. Mm-hmm. And I know you might be scared, but feel the fear and have it and go for it anyway. Just Just go for it anyway. Fear is just that. In a way, fear is helpful sometimes if you have to run away from a, a grizzly bear <laughs> or right. it can hurt us. It's it's just an emotion. It's not always based on truth. I think if you spell out fear, what is it? Something that you oh okay. I gotta I'll I'll find what that is and maybe yeah. put it in the in the description. But it's it's fearing something that may not really happen. And we spend we give our energy, so much of our energy to fear when we want to give our energy to the question, like, again, Jessica mentioned a great question. What do I want to be coming out of this? What do I want to do? What do I want to go for coming out of this and spend time doing that instead of maybe watching another Netflix movie, which it kind right. of can make you <laughs> depressed, really, sometimes yeah. watching these movies because... Sometimes we medicate on it. It's easier to flip on a movie than to sit down and maybe journal through, what do I want to get out of this? And this was wonderful, Jessica. Thank you for sharing. And I I hope um, someone reaches out to you. I know this podcast is going to go out to hundreds and thousands of people who are going to get help from what you shared. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Bye for now. Bye. Well, my friend, thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen, your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.